0: The Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter, joined with my co-host Brody today to go over the Broncos and Ravens preview for Week 13. Um, this game, obviously, the Broncos heading into this one three and eight. This one is away in Baltimore against a very tough um, AFC, uh, you know, opponent. This is someone who, this is a team who's very, very much in the mix to potentially win the AFC. Um, obviously, Lamar Jackson dealing with the injury over the week. Um, he is expected to be active for this one. Also, J.K. Dobbins is expected to be active for this game. Um, much more in this episode, going over our keys to victory. And as usual, our weekly um, predictions, who we think is going to go off on offense and defense and our score predictions. Um, as usual very excited to get this episode going be sure to stay till the end but before we get this thing started make sure to subscribe hit the like button if you're watching on youtube if you're on uh, apple or spotify apple Podcasts, um, make sure to follow have notifications notifications on so you never miss an episode of the broncos avenue podcast without further ado how are you doing on this friday evening brody
1: pretty good just got home from school had my Good times, ice cream, and just chilling.
0: Nice, nice. Sounds like a good day. Um, obviously, uh, Broncos, not very much favorite in this game. I believe there's – I don't even think there's a single analyst or insider who has picked the Broncos in this game. Um, I'm sure if you look at the Vegas odds, the Broncos um, are definitely the opposite of favorites in this one, um, very much underdogs in this matchup. Obviously, the Ravens, um, you know well, – overall what do you think about the what do you think about the ravens this year obviously i'm a big lamar jackson fan myself i love lamar jackson when you talk about dual threat quarterbacks you obviously you put up kyler murray justin fields and lamar jackson is the best you know dual threat quarterbacks you know in the leagues guys who can really elevate an entire offense he's someone who's such a threat with his legs that you don't even need to go get like an elite talent at wide receiver that's just how good he makes that team
1: uh, yeah, I really do. I, I like Lamar Jackson as well. But I um, um, coming into the season, I I really did think that the Ravens were a very good team. And um, I think they kind of have disappointed to me this year because they're 7-4 and four and all of their losses, they were up by at least nine points and lost in the fourth quarter. And some of their wins I've seen, they've not really been a high scoring like wins. And I I really think that the Ravens are underperforming as much as I as much as I like Lamar Jackson and and things like that. I think that they could be a, a much better team than what they are right now, but they're still very very solid and scary team.
0: This is going to be kind of a you know an awkward match in a sense because you're going up against uh, two teams are matching up where they just don't know how to finish football games. It feels like, um, especially if they have a lead um, early in the game, because the Broncos are kind of developing um, you know a trend where they go up ten to zero and just you know after the first half they just can't do anything offensively, and the de- you kind of see the defense kind of get tired out and lose their confidence throughout the rest of the game. You know that was one of the Broncos' strengths throughout the year. Um, was where, you know, in the 49ers game, the offense really um, got that win at the end. The defense was able to make some clutch plays. And, you know, we saw multiple games in the beginning half of the season where the defense was able to really stay consistent throughout the entire four quarters and even overtime as well. I mean, they really battled to the end in that Chargers overtime game was really awesome to see. And even in that Colts game as well, but, you know, offense sold it for us, um, you know, as usual. But this is another game where it's, you know, two teams who really can't finish things out obviously the Ra- the baltimore ravens multiple blown leads this year just very upsetting you know I, I you know i bet as a fantasy um obviously going up against uh Wee hoopin's uh favorite team this week i'm um, gonna be very interesting to see if somehow by the grace of god we get uh an upset win yeah how much he is gonna uh, rage at this win um at this win by the broncos that'd be hilarious to see um if you know you know but um obviously Lots to go over in this game. Um, keys to victory. What are you thinking about this one? How can the Broncos, by any means, how can you give the you know the fans hope in you know any way that they can win this game?
1: Uh, I think the biggest main focus is obviously uh, containing the running game by Lamar Jackson. Um, he's a, the, obviously, like you said, the I would personally say the biggest dual threat quarterback in the entire NFL. And you have to be able to contain his running game. And although he's very good at it, Mm -hmm. um, I think there is a way that we can at least hold him. We had to hold him under, I would say, probably 50 to 60 yards, at least this game, because he's obviously going to run and he's very good at it. Um, Other keys, I think, is we should probably uh, take advantage of the bad uh, secondary of the... Ravens, and I know we don't have the best receivers, and Russell Wilson hasn't been playing the best, but uh, this is one of our better chances to actually capitalize on something like this because they are a very bad uh, secondary. And I think it is probably our biggest chance, like I said, to take advantage of that. And if Jerry Judy, hopefully, Jerry Judy is able to play, I think he'll be able to feast on this uh, Ravens secondary.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at that real fast. The Broncos injury report, final injury report as of Friday. I want to kind of touch on this. Dakota Allen uh, is out, ruled out for this game, linebacker for the Broncos. Andrew Beck misses another week. Our fullback, he is out. Um, KJ Hamler, another week he is out. He actually, uh, we received some news yesterday that he um, suffered a setback in his return from his hamstring injury. Um, Very unfortunate for another injury for KJ Hamler. It just seems like, ever since Teddy Bridgewater threw up that hospital ball for him, it's just been injury after injury. And, you know, even before that, he's just been having a long injury history. It's whether it's, it's always his knee, something going on with his leg, always his leg, just very unfortunate yeah. to see that, um, you know, someone who can, you know, if he was able to stay healthy, he would be very, very, you Know a big part of you know the Broncos offense or wherever he, he would be, um, be playing. He's his ability to stretch the field and get things you know, make things easier on the rest of the receiver room and make things you know, much open up things on offense for your uh passing offense is just unlike you see something for any other player. And that's why the Broncos took him early in the second round. But you know, it's just hasn't the injuries have been a big part of you know him not being able to showcase that in the NFL. It's really unfortunate exactly. to see because. You know, injuries are so hard to contain and, you know, prevent. And it's kind of just one of those things where you just get unlucky as a player. And, you know, as a fan, you just hate to see that. But you got to kind of start looking towards the point of potentially trading or even releasing KJ Hamler in offseason i hate to bring that up but you know we're getting to that point where we just we need availability in this wide receiver room it's really hurting this team um you know when we can get uh you know tim patrick back healthy that'll be huge but um uh, we just kind of kind of started looking to that point unfortunately love kj hamler a lot though great dude um jonathan harris defensive lineman he is out for another week um, and then we start looking at the questionable uh, decisions um, for this team. Wide receiver Corlin Son pops up on the injury report um, with a stomach bug. Um, he did not practice today. Um, this is just unbelievable. Like, imagine if we have to roll out their starters as Kendall Hinton, Jalen Virgil, like as our two top guys. That is outrageous. Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson those are your top three. Those are all guys Great that are digits. undrafted. You're talking about, you know, one of the only NFL offenses that has to go out there with, you know, Russell Wilson and your top three receivers are all undrafted free age, former undrafted free agents. This is, it's just,
1: it's getting outrageous.
0: That's basically
1: not giving us a single chance in hell to win this game if Cortland Sutton doesn't play. And we've talked about Cortland Sutton being underwhelming, but he still does uh, garner attention on the other team and. He still does pose a little bit of a threat. I mean, when he does get open, he does catch the ball most of the time. But, um, you know, that would be a big loss, um, especially if we don't have Judy back this week.
0: Yeah. On the flip side, you know, if you could get Judy and, you know, Sutton makes the game, which is very probable. I mean, he's got tonight to hopefully get over that stomach bug and he's got Saturday night and then hopefully Sunday morning he can really battle through and, you know, make the game. So to potentially get Jerry Judy back, which we really don't know, he's going to be a game time decision. Um, he is questionable for this one as well, recovering from that ankle injury. Um, so maybe we can get Cortland's son, um, Jerry Judy, and Kendall Hinson as our three wide receivers. It's either going to be that, or it's probably going to be rolling out your three undrafted receivers to be your starting receiving core, which if one of those guys goes down, I, I don't know what we're going to do, man. Like this, this is this is getting crazy. Like, I mean, it's going to be probably one of those situations where, you know, Kendall Henson was having to start at quarterback and we're going to probably have to roll out, you know, one of our, Wilson. you know, de- Russell Wilson's going to be the starting receiver. Kendall Henson is throwing to him, I imagine. But yeah. yeah, this is just another one where obviously we're going to be expecting, you know, a practice squad wide receiver or two to be promoted on game day. Um, so. Yeah, just very unfortunate situation again with the Broncos suffering multiple injuries on the offensive end. Um hate to see it. Um, Kwan Williams he is uh, questionable he uh, obviously was dealing with that wrist and uh, elbow injury he is uh, questionable in this one he was actually limited the last few practices so I would actually I, I think Kwan Williams might play this game which is huge for the Broncos I mean the same basket huge. filled in pretty well but this dude is really really important for the secondary because this is a spot in the team that is really kind of you know trended down you know in the you know, stock down the last few weeks Um, obviously to get Kwan Williams back would be huge Maybe potentially for Patrick Sertan in that secondary not to, you know, carry so much on his his shoulders in this game. Um, Obviously, the Ravens' wiring room isn't impressive by any means, but, you know, you really got to account for guys like Devin Duvernay, um, you know, to, you know, potentially break out in this game. So um, I know, obviously, you know, Tylen Wallace might be active for this game as well. Um, Maybe he can get a shot. It seems like sometimes these random players on teams just randomly go off against the Broncos, it feels like. Um so we don't want to see that this week. Obviously to get our starting slot uh corner who's just been an absolute stud, underrated in the NFL, to get him back this week could be huge. Um, that'd be a big big boost in the secondary for the Broncos. Um so yeah, uh, Kendall Hinton was dealing with a foot injury, but he was a full practice all week. So we're highly expecting him to get him back um for this uh where you know play again this week for the Broncos. Um definitely need all the receivers that we can get in this game. Um so on the Ravens end, obviously. Like I said, Lamar Jackson is going to be active for this one. Um, J.K. Dobbins, he's going to be making his return. Um, Isaiah likely should be active for this one. He's full practice. Um, Marcus Peters was uh, limited um, today, but he should be expected to be going for this one. Um, Some big losses for them, though, potentially could be Jason Pierre-Paul has been a boost to their pass rushing room. Um, And Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley, the starting tackle, um, could be a big loss for them as well, so something to keep eye on there, some key matchups um so but yeah, returning to our keys to victory, what are some th- what else do the Broncos need to do to win this game? Obviously i think I really think that the Broncos if they can contain Lamar Jackson in the pocket and force him to throw this ball and win the game that way that they have a much better chance of winning this one.
1: Yeah, I think uh pass rush will be a big thing in this game. Um, because you can't just let Lamar Jackson sit back there for a little bit. Because if we have everybody covered, he's it's he's not one of those quarterbacks that's going to take a coverage sack. He's by after a couple of seconds, he's already gone out of the pocket and probably running for for yards and stuff. So the pass rush has to be there this week. Still. It has to be because if it's not, um, I think Lamar Jackson will be doing whatever he wants, whatever he wants. So. Yeah. Um, I think that might be one of the, the most important or maybe even the most important thing to do on defense this week. So and I want to see uh, what we saw from the first couple games this season with Baron Browning. I want to see him uh, that that elite level we saw him play at for those couple games before he got injured. And I think if he plays at that level, then um, we'll be in really good shape.
0: Yeah, the Ravens' top five offensive line. I believe you said they were like third in the rankings by PFF. Third, yeah, um, that this is a very tough matchup because look, this is a Broncos' offensive line that has been, or Broncos' defensive line pass rush, who's been underwhelming ever since the Bradley Chubb trade. Um, it just feels like it's a kind of like a moral. And we're not immoral, but just kind of like a, a confidence thing right now. Because I know these guys like Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning, they can step up when we need them to, but they just haven't been that the last few weeks. It feels like losing Bradley Chubb, you, you know, we lost all of our pass rush together. That was a strength on this team for the beginning of the season. And, you know, obviously you're losing Brandon Gregory and he he practiced today, um, but he's not expected to play till next week against the Chiefs. Um obviously praying for any kind of win in that game or any kind of points. Um, So we need all the pass rush that we can get. Um, but this week, you know, this is a very elite Ravens offensive line. Um, probably multiple players on their line is probably going to make the Pro Bowl. Um, so very highly regarded players on there. And the Broncos defensive line obviously is going to have a lot of respect for those guys. But they, they got to do any anything they can to set the edges, you know, pr- uh, protect the, you know, ed- edges and, you know, fill run gaps. Make sure J.K. Dobbins doesn't have, you know, a big game, you know, because the running game is the life and the identity of that Ravens offense. Um, you know, an identity that they have that obviously the Broncos have lost altogether this season. So, if they want to have, have any chance at winning this game, they really got to fill those run gaps. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, hopefully get Lasavius Murray back in the back, get back going. Cause, you know, when he was on the, on a roll, you know, nine, he had, I believe, 81 rushing yards in the first half last week. He only had 10 in the second half. And it just seemed like they're playing from behind and really didn't get any complimentary, you know, offense going there, setting up no play action. And that really hurt the Broncos for the rest of the game. Didn't really give them much chance at all. Um, one of the final drives, they just kept throwing the ball. And obviously, I understand you're down multiple possessions, uh, but it took them like seven attempts to finally get in the end zone. It was just embarrassing. So yeah. I feel like the run game is going to play a huge factor in this week. Can the Broncos get, um, you know, rushing yards going on their offense? And can they, you know, contain Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins and, you know, Kenyon Drake, those guys, Gus Edwards um, on the run game? Uh, you know, on the ground, um, that'll be a huge factor in this game. If they can get that, they'll have a much better chance of, you know, potentially shocking the world and upsetting the Ravens this week.
1: Yeah. And I think another, so one of my other big keys um, offensively is last week. I saw a team that um, looked like we were playing for, like we were playing, like we had everything to lose. And at this point we have nothing to lose. So I want to see our offense play more like we really don't have anything to lose. Like go out there, give it your all, and play like you know. You usually you see teams like, uh, for example, I I want to talk about the Lions. Like the Lions, every year are one of the worst teams, but I always believe that the Lions are probably the most like dangerous team week in and week out because they always because there's always a couple weeks where they play like they have nothing to lose. And I feel like Denver needs one of those games uh, in this one. And I think that they can play like, like I said, like they have nothing to lose and they need to play it like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Lions almost beat the Bills on Thanksgiving. And I was looking at them like if they got, if they could really be a consistent team, this, this is a playoff team we're looking at. Like at this yeah. point, I, I'm not really even sure that they need to go draft a quarterback high. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but That Lions team is, you know, they really rally and play good around Dan Campo. Um, I wouldn't consider really firing him in there in Detroit. When they can get talent on defense, they're going to be a pretty good team. And, you know, I wish the Broncos could really rally and, you know, you know, show, like you said, that they have, you know, nothing to lose and play like that show that, you know, I know it's crazy to say this, but play like you're in a three and eight team because you have nothing to lose show that you can really shock the world. Cause it feels like we lost any sense of that from the Broncos, you know, in past years, I was looking at games like the Cowboys game where we're like, man, we could really upset them here, you know, do something, potentially beat them. And we do, you know, we go out there and shock the world, beat the, you know, America's team. And, you know, it just feels like there's no sense of that at all for the Broncos this year. They could barely beat the 49ers, who were a really good football team. Potentially, in my opinion, are going to make the Super Bowl. And we could barely beat them by one point, and that's considered an upset. Um, well, it really wasn't at that point in the season, but looking back at it, um, you know, that was probably our most impressive win. Um, it's, that's just crazy that we've lost any kind of, you know, hope. You know, a potentially upsetting opponents. It just feels like, as a Broncos fan, after losing to the Panthers and Colts and the Raiders twice, it's like, how am I really supposed to expect that we're going to go and you know beat the eight and three Ravens? It's it's just really hard to have any hope at this point. Um, hopefully, we can you know knock out these four. seven and four. My bad. Um, <clears throat> you know, still a really good football team. You know, really just hope that they can go and, you know, knock out these keys to victory and, you know, upset this appointment, this opponent, but it, it's just really hard to see that at this point with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, start off our predictions. Um, let's go ahead and start off with our offensive and defensive studs for the Broncos. Who do you think is going to have a good, a great game on offense and defense? Um, you can kind of, you know, if Cortland Sun's healthy, if he isn't healthy, kind of like, you know, factor in, you know, who,
1: who be healthy with your uh, predictions. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna first go with like if Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are not healthy, I think an offensive stud that we might see is um, <laughs> Greg Dulcich. I think. Um, other than that, I really don't see. Uh, it's really hard to look at offensive studs this year, but um, I think though if um, Cortland Sutton is there or Jerry Judy or most most likely if, if Jerry Judy is there, I really think that he'll be the stud. Um, or Cortland Sutton, if he's there, so, um, either one of those guys, if they're, if they're healthy, but, um, if not, um, then I would say Greg Dulcich for my offensive stud this week.
0: I like that. It kind of, it kind of begs you to think, you know, if the, if, you know, they're rolling out their three undrafted receivers to start this game and Cortland Sutton Jared Jeter inactive. We've seen in the past few weeks they've tried to lie line Greg Dulcich outside and use him as a as a mismatch, big body at the wide receiver spot, you know, outside wide. Um, you know, it kinda makes you think like, are they gonna eventually have to, you know, you know, force themselves into using Albert O potentially again? You know, I know he's far he's far down in the depth chart, but he does bring a mismatch mismatch advantage there at that position. And if they are using these tight ends to potentially fill the spots and at the wire receiver spot with all the injuries, you know, maybe you have to force him to get, get him back in. I highly doubt that they're going to, you know, retain him, you know, long-term after, even after this season. So maybe see what you get out of him. Maybe he gets a big catch. It boosts his value. I don't know. It, it's just it's something to consider there. Um, you know, with the, the receiving weapons that we have right now, I do see Greg Dulcich being kind of a, you know, a safe prediction here in this sense. Um but uh, for, for defense, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, defense, I um, I'm gonna say Justin Simmons. I think this is a game where we we really haven't seen that like wow factor from him this year that we've seen in previous years. But I think this is a game where we see that from him, where we see uh, a pickup in his game, um, him or Patrick Sertan uh, coming off of two bad week, or two underperforming weeks from Patrick Strixer's tan, either one of those guys I think are going to pick it up for this game.
0: I like it. Um, For me, offense and defense, uh, it really could go in numerous around of ways. Um, I was on a roll with these in the beginning of the season, but now it's just like the the injuries have been piling on. It's really hard to truly tell. Um, I don't know. I you know I, I can say this every week say Russell Wilson this may be finally the game but it just never is um this is a by the way Ravens secondary who's just been really underwhelming to say the least um and their just defensive journal has been pretty bad this year um you know they could probably be up there with the Chiefs if they had an elite defense in terms of their um overall record so um yeah it can really go a numerous amount of ways on offense and defense um offense um you know i kind of want to take the easy route here and say latavius murray um potentially i think i'll go with that um i know i picked him to be latavius murray to be the guy uh the best player on offense um for them against panthers game that that became true i guess i'll go with him another week here um you know losing melvin gore uh obviously of melvin Gordon has given him a boost of confidence but maybe um just let open up things more for him letting him, him know that he's their bell cow um Obviously Marlon Mack has, we don't really know uh, how much or what he has in this identity of the offense Um, uh, on defense. Like I said, it could go really any way. Maybe we could see a pastor 10 bounce back week. Um, Maybe we could see Justin Simmons uh, get another pick. It's been a while since we've seen that um, since their win against the Jaguars. Um, For for me this week, maybe Damari Mathis has a good game, you know, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go on a limb here and say Damari Mathis has an impressive game. Look, he's a really he's really fast, physical, you know, athlete as a corner. Maybe he's someone who could really keep up with those receivers um, as Lamar Jackson tries to escape the pocket. I'm gonna go ahead and you know take a wild pick here and say Damari Mathis has a few PBUs. Maybe his first NFL interception has a he's the defensive player of the game for the Broncos. Um, I like that potentially in this game. I think Kwan Williams comes back. That gives confidence to the whole secondary. I like I like uh, Demari Mathis, Mathis in this uh, matchup. Um, you know, just not too much confidence like in that. the Raven, like Ravens Ravens uh, wide receiver room here. Um, so, score predictions. What What are you thinking in this one? As honest as you can get.
1: Uh, so as honest as I can get, I really do think our defense can stop them to a low scoring game. And it'll probably be, um, I mean, most people are predicting that this will be a massive blowout after the Panthers last week and I can't blame them, but I do think that we'll pick up back or pick it back up on defense and it'll be a closer game. So I'm going to go with 24 to 17 Ravens and, uh, yeah I, I I think we can get a couple down to the one latavius Murray run-ins this this week.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say the Ravens win this one twenty to thirteen. Um, obviously bold that the Broncos will score more than ten points, but um you gotta have hope, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna pick the Ravens this in this one twenty to thirteen. Um I think the defense is slowly trending down. Um, you know, you can't really expect much out of them when the offense is playing like this. Um, once again, another week where I, I think the Broncos aren't going to be able to score more than a th- one touchdown. Um, I don't know. I, j- I just don't have too much hope with this team on the rest of the season. Realistically, let's go ahead and talk about this real quick before we finish the episode. Um, do you really see the Broncos winning another game this entire season? And what do you think their record will be finished as?
1: Um, I am going to say that We'd probably take one or two. I do think that we'll have a game where we somehow pull one out of our hind parts, but um, I'm going to say this now. So if the Broncos win an, uh, against the Ravens this week, I'm going to buy one of those, those, that, the hat that Brian Robinson had, had. Those was like that giant hat. Dude, where are people getting those from? Where are they getting them? I, I found from? it. It's, it's called noggin something but i found it so you customize the hat i'm gonna put a broncos logo on it and when it comes here i'm gonna wear it to the podcast so <laughs> i love that if they beat the ravens then i will wear that hat but it looks like i won't have to worry about that but yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna say one to buy a miracle two wins the rest of the season
0: You'd, those hats are fire i dude, I that's like becoming a trend now I saw Josh allen wearing it too um it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny to be honest um I, I would like my, one myself too it'd be pretty funny for us to rock those on the pod um yeah, yeah. but yeah real, realistically I see the Broncos finishing the season four and 13 maybe five and twelve um I definitely don't see the Broncos finishing um what is it can't do my math here six or ele- six and 11 or better um so yeah just one or two wins like you said um i'm gonna go you know say four and 13 it's just the rest of the re- the schedule we got the the rams on christmas we got the chiefs two more times which you know god please save us rams suck the rams do suck but i i've already i'm already looking forward to that matchup um and thinking the broncos are gonna disappoint our fan base on mm-hmm. christmas because why not you know we're just so lucky to of course they would <laughs> and um obviously man i'm having ptsd from uh when we lost i i vividly remember us losing 35 to 10 against the uh chiefs on christmas in our last um uh, game on you know christmas prime time that's that sucks so dude i was so upset that year unbelievable i don't remember that game yeah i vividly remember that score losing 35 to 10. um or no it was 30 i believe it was 33 to 10. 33 to 10 or 35 to 10. Regardless, we got our asses kicked. I mean, yeah, and it sucked because it was on Christmas.
1: Regardless, their streak's going to be 15-0 and 0 again, or their last 15 games. No, 15 don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it.
0: I, dude, I- I hope we can pull
1: one out, but it's just, it's it's hard to see it happen. I'm going to go we, in, need a, we need Russell Wilson to go out.
0: I'm going to pray to the fantasy. I'm going to pray to the football gods real quick. Everybody, close your eyes. Please, please, football gods, I will take fifty to zero against every other opponent this season. I don't care if we get absolutely destroyed. I don't care if, like, I don't care if Nathaniel Hackett is absolutely clowned by the media. Russell Wilson's clown by the media. Give me one win against the Chiefs. One win, bro. I want to clown man, the. Man. I want to clown the shit out of them. Okay, please, football gods. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's hope that. <laughs>
1: Let's hope that happens
0: praying praying so much for just one winning against the chiefs that's all i need that's our super bowl for the rest of the season um yeah yeah so my final score prediction in that game 20 to 13 i got latavius murray and damari Mathis having good games um yeah very much forward uh hopefully the broncos get something going another week Hopefully the Broncos don't give us another disappointment. Uh, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today, uh, today's podcast, all our predictions, keys to victory, reviewing the final injury report, giving you all the latest Broncos news and rumors. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, as usual, if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. It means the absolute world. If you could uh, go ahead and show support, um gives us, you know, much more, you know, you know, ability to keep uploading content and episodes for you guys. Um, you know, many more, uh, episodes and brand new content coming up. We got interviews, um, you know, in the works, uh, coming, hopefully, uh, you know, and then make sure for everyone who stayed to the, uh, the end of that podcast, I appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys so much. We always have our random giveaways at the end of the episode. Um, a few weeks ago, I we gave away $25 to three different people. Um, and the people who didn't listen to an episode, you guys missed out. So um you know be sure to make sure to you know follow have uh, notifications on so you never miss an episode never miss potential giveaways Um, with that being said hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with me and brody until the next one peace